welcome to More Than A Few Words, marketing conversation for business owners. This is your host, Lorraine Ball. Some people think chaos is a bad thing, but I don't. A little bit of chaos can really help your business move forward. And that's why I was so excited to talk to Robert Raymond Riappel a few years ago about this subject. If you missed the conversation then, you definitely want to listen to it today. He is an international best-selling author, an app designer, entrepreneur, and trainer who has spent the past 18 years traveling around the world sharing his passion. He's also the author of a book entitled Success Left a Clue, and I understand that he will be making that available to all of you but you'll have to listen to the end of the show to find out how. Robert, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Lorraine. I already can tell we're going to have fun because I love the way you just tease people and you get right to the point. (laughs) You know, it's a short show. You got to dive in, right? Exactly, exactly. Okay, so before we got started and we were kicking around topics, you threw out this idea that people need to embrace chaos instead of being afraid of it. Correct. Let's start with how do you define chaos? (laughs) Well, I define it that the fact that that we're all as human beings, one of our primary um, functions is to evolve, but yet our mind doesn't want us to. And so chaos is actually what forces us to evolve. And have you ever had Lorraine where uh, God, the universe, whatever you go by for a higher power, gives you a little hint, a little lesson. And if you ignore it, you notice it comes back harder and it hits you upside the head until you finally get it. Have you ever noticed that? You know, I have been hit upside the head more than once. Right. I've learned to try to pay attention, but okay. That's And that's chaos. See, chaos is how it, it gets us unstuck from being where we are and says, Time to evolve, time to go to the next level, especially, so as an example, business owners. So in my new book that I'm writing right now, which is called The Authority Key, I talk about the four phases of life. And one of them I call unclutter, which is another word for chaos. Because when people realize that chaos is actually natural, you can actually courageously volunteer for chaos in your life instead of it actually detrimentally impacting you and maybe causing you illness or injury or struggle. And so that's the key to it is how can I, and I say courageously because it does take courage. And the reason I call that phase the unclutter phase is because the way you courageously volunteer is you can go in and unclutter things that are in your life. Like I could go to the refrigerator. Lorraine, have you ever opened the refrigerator and went, Ooh, maybe I better clean this out. There's something in there that's a little past due. We all Mm -hmm. have, right? So by going in and saying, you know what? I'm going to unclutter my fridge today. Or I'm going to go in my office. I'm going to straighten it up, get rid of the papers I don't need. I'm going to unclutter. You're showing the universe that you're willing to volunteer to keep things more organized. And so it doesn't feel it has to give you such a, a chaotic, chaotic kick in the butt. And it takes courage to do it because chaos does come along quite a bit. Well... I think that sort of plays into this idea of kind of the devil you know versus the devil you don't. You may or may not love exactly how everything is working, but at least it's predictable and you've learned to navigate the bumps. But when you embrace chaos, when you unclutter this and say, okay, I'm ready to try something new, now you're you're leaving yourself open for lots of possibilities, but 
also perhaps challenges that you might or might not be ready for. True. But isn't that life anyway? And so if you're living in the uncertainty, that's what attracts more harshness and more chaos into your life. But if you sit there and say, hey, I'm going with the flow and I'm willing to embrace it, it doesn't feel it has to give you as hard of the kick. And, and this is why, you know, surrounding yourself with growth minded people is so important as well. So that if there's something that you can't handle, there's people that you know that can assist you. And I'll use an example of a business owner that they're sitting there and they're going, I want to grow. I want to take and 10x, 50x, 100x my business, but I don't know what's working. And chances are you're so stuck on your old way of advertising as an example, because you're afraid to try something new. And so because you're doing that, you're getting that chaotic, it's not working, it's not working, till all of a sudden you may see a crash in sales where now you have to pay attention and go, we have to do something new. And so this is the, the key to it. So what you're really saying is that embracing chaos, being proactive, actively looking for new opportunities, new challenges, and not waiting for the bottom to fall out, making that jump ahead of time in the long run, perhaps will bring you less chaos, more growth, and maybe controlled chaos. Exactly. And there's three questions I ask when I'm doing stuff on my own or with a team. Every time we do something, we break it down, we'll sit down and we'll debrief. And I'll do this with myself as well. And the first question is, what worked? And so if I'm looking at an advertising um, strategy, what worked? And there's no emotion around this, Lorraine, just what worked and we make point forms. This worked, this worked, this worked, this worked. Then the second question is, what did not work? And again, with no emotion, no, well, it was their fault or because of it. No, just this didn't work, this didn't work, this didn't work. And you put it down in point form. And then the third question is, what can we do different? And now look at more of what didn't work to come up with the strategy for what you can do different and you make the adjustment. And a friend of mine who I nicknamed years ago called the quantum monk, because he actually was a monk for um, eight years, did over 15,000 hours of meditation, but he also studies quantum physics. The man is so brilliant. He can tell you all about spirituality and back it up with the quantum science behind it. And I love what he says. He says, when it comes to chaos, instead of just being willing to live life, courageously allow life to live you. Because if you think you have control, that's got to be the biggest cosmic joke out there. You don't. And that's why so many people struggle is they feel they have to control things. But if you're courageous enough to allow life to flow with you, then, and you can now sit there and say, this is proactive, reactive for sure. You know, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to unclutter. I'm going to volunteer to unclutter stuff, to volunteer with chaos, so that if something comes along, you have the mind space to go, oh, not a problem. Let's adjust. Mm -hmm. Instead of getting all locked up and freaked out and, oh, my goodness, and all of a sudden, that just bottlenecks and, and, and turns into even more turmoil. You know, that reminds me, and this goes back way, way back in my corporate days. I was working for a heating and air conditioning manufacturer, and big box retailers were starting to get into the business. And a lot of the small contractors that we worked with were angry and they wanted us to stop it. Mm -hmm. And we basically said, look, whether we sell the equipment or not, they're going to buy it and they're going to sell it. So instead of trying to ask us to help you hold back the tide, let's work together to figure out 
how we write the boat essentially in this new environment. And look, these last two years have been perfect of that. How many restaurants say, as an example, just taking that industry, shut down because they're like, oh my God, this just ruined my business. Whereas the ones that were willing to adjust and reinvent are coming out stronger than they've ever been because they have whole new revenue streams. And look back in the 1950s. I, I challenge you to go back and look at the Fortune 500 companies in the 1950s and see how many of them are actually still around today because mm -hmm. most of them refused to grow with the times and the changes. And that's what happens to so many businesses nowadays. Well, we've always done it this way. Well, I'm sorry, the world's changing. And if you're <laughs> going to get stuck in, I've always done it that way, you're going to be gone soon. Yeah, and I think the idea... It's going to be interesting to look back five years from now and see kind of that backwards look on the businesses that reinvented, the businesses that detoured and came back when they felt things could, and, you know, the businesses that, you know, just kind of disappeared, as well as the ones that sprung up. People oh, yeah. sitting on the sidelines who suddenly went, oh, everybody's home. I can do this. Yes. And- I think I, I think this more more than any other time in our lives was a period of those who embraced chaos won. They did, and and I'll use my example as, um, as a perfect example. March tenth, twenty twenty, I was landing back in Canada from a three day training in India that I just finished completing. March eleventh, I got put into lockdown and isolation because I'd just been in another country. All of a sudden, live events all over the world are being canceled. And I and I used to fly 200,000 miles a year on average to do live trainings around the world. All of a sudden, all gone. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue, gone. In the last two years, over you know seven figures of revenues now disappeared. And I could have played the victim and went, why the did this happen to me? Or I could say, what's next? Two very powerful words. And because of that, today I'm sitting talking to you right now from something that my wife and I wanted to create in five or six years from now, but we, it, this time in our um, life sped it up. I'm in my brand new 2,400 square foot facility training center that we built off the back of our home where I'm now able to do masterminds. I'm, I'm building my 1,500 square foot training arena is going to be turned into a super Zoom room where I can see four or 500 students. And now like two weeks ago, I just did a training where I had 350 students around the world three different languages being simultaneously translated. And I got to do it from the comfort of my own home. <laughs> Embracing the chaos. That's it. That's exactly it. Robert, this has been awesome. The time has just flown by. And I want to, before I let you go, <laughs> give you an opportunity to tell people how they can find your copy of Success Left a Clue. Well, Lorraine, you were so gracious to invite me on the podcast that what I would love to do as a gift to your listeners for taking their time to listen, if they simply go to my website, robertriopel.com, R-O-B-E-R-T-R-I-O-P-E-L.com, they're actually going to be able to download the entire digital version of my book, Success Left a Clue, as our gift to them for taking their valuable time. But I will say it does come with a caveat. I didn't write the book for someone to read it and put it on the shelf and make it shelf help. That's not why I wrote the book. I wrote the book as, because step number three, I outlined six steps in the book. Step number three is you have to take action. From all my trips around the world, the biggest difference between success and non-success, 
successful people take action. So I wrote it as a workbook, which means there's action steps all the way through it. And I'll even say in the book, did you do the last action? If not, stop reading right now. Go back and do the action first before you read any further. Because I know people are creatures of habit. I work with mindset. If they do, I promise them, they will see their lives go to another level. Awesome. Well, Robert, I am a big believer in learning in little in little doses and putting what you learn into action. So I think this is a great strategy. Thank you so much for being a part of the show and for sharing your gift with my audience. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, Lorraine, for having me. If you've enjoyed today's conversation and would like to find other resources for your business, be sure to check out our toolbox and look for more than a few written words, a compilation of essays by some of my favorite guests, now available on Amazon. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.